The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Work it, make it, do it, makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. Now, 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 that, that, that don't kill me, can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now, cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right now, cause I can't get much stronger. Man, I've been waiting all night now, that's how long I've been on ya. Hey, you know you hear that music, you know the show. Listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I want to give a shout-out to my man, Lionel Dalton. Just got finished doing his first show, The Big Fella Laid It Down. Seems like he was having a lot of fun and certainly a lot of callers, and we appreciate the support for Lionel's first show. And uh, Super Bowl people, they do it big. That's the only way they know how to do it. When you got that big ring, you got to do it all big. And uh, he certainly did. Seems like they had a lot of fun. And, and that's what we do here. You know, it's, this is Voice America Sports. We give uh, those who are working with here us on the network an opportunity to do a show and a very relaxed atmosphere. They can do their shows from any place in the world. And anybody in the world can listen to the show. And anybody in the world can call in and participate on the shows. So check out that fan page out there, too. Uh, we've got uh, quite a few people on that fan page. I, I've been blessed with, the, with an intern that helps me out a lot, Corey. And I think, uh, Corey, how many people we got on that fan page now, you think? You got you to look it up? Okay, don't worry. Don't, don't rush. Take your time. He, Corey's going to take it. We, we need some more fans, though. Corey just built that fan page for us yesterday, right? Yes. Yesterday, yes. Okay, so the fan page is up. Uh, Voice and America Sports. We have uh, 34 fans. We got 34 fans. Okay, so everybody, make sure that you uh, you do your best to let everybody know the f- aware, make them aware of the fact that you can become fans with myself and 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 Kwame and and Mark McMillan and and Byron Evans and and Nick Murphy and and Damian Anderson and Dave Dorson and Andre Risen and. And and so and 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 of course Lionel Dalton and I'm just gonna go on and on and on. I don't want to leave anybody out. So you can be fans with everybody here at Voice America Sports. Uh, I'm a fan of NC Two A. Uh, I'm gonna give it a whole lot of credit. And you know, for some reason or another, this world of I, we're, we're so caught up in race all the time. Let, let me just say this to the people of the world out there. Listen. You know, there are black athletes and white athletes, and there are Hispanic athletes, and there are Asian athletes. But when we all play the game of sport, we plan the game to win. And we all come from our various backgrounds, but when we line up, you know, we line up to play the game at, at the best of our ability. And I just thought there was too much out there last night about, you know, what team was athletic and what team was not athletic. And many times when you hear that athletic, you talk about just say black, because a lot of times that's what they're talking about. Somebody who's athletic, they're black. And that's not always the case. Because a lot of my white friends and a lot of my black friends know that, hey, you can be athletic if you black or you white. And so that was a good basketball game last night. It had nothing to do with who was athletic and who wasn't. It. If you're not athletic, you can't play sports, period. Bottom line. If you have no athletic talent, you can't even play sports. 
And and last night was a uh, not just a, a good. It was it was a great game. It went down to the to the very end. Of the, it could it could have been one on the last shot of the game. So those young men deserve all the credit they can possibly get for doing and putting forth their best effort in a championship game. That's all you ask for. It's for somebody to do the best that they possibly can. When it's all said and done, do you think that you gave it everything you possibly could have? You did. That's the effort you put forth. And they should be commended for that. Now, all of a sudden, because, you know, Mike Krzyzewski and Duke wins their fourth national championship, should he get a $12 million job? I guess that's what's being offered to him. You know, and it's amazing to me. Now, listen, I'll give anybody credit for the work that they do. But, I, you know, certain people shouldn't be, you know, shortchanged when you look at the big picture. And looking at the big picture now, it seems like, you know, for some reason or another, that schools are having problems with their budgets. Now, if, if, if the coach doesn't leave Duke and go to pros, he's probably going to get a little raise there at Duke. Now, Duke may be able to pay him, but there's some other people who are part of NC2As. And I don't know why the pool of resources can't be shared including the co coach's salaries. Listen, at the professional level, if you can instill a salary cap on the employees, which are the players, why can't you instill a salary cap at the college level, which is still supposed to be amateur sports, on the staff? Why is it that those coaches have to make three and four and five million dollars? You know, I just think that's, that's a lot of money for coaches to be coaching in amateur sports. It still is amateur sports. It has not yet been labeled as professional sports. Now, everybody's probably saying, well, Ray, come on, get serious. What are you talking? You know that's professional sport. No, it's not. You still got an amateur status. And, and until you start getting paid, you're still viewed as an amateur. You'll never be viewed as a professional until you get to the NFL or NBA or Major League Baseball or hockey. So why are people getting paid so much money to coach amateur athletes? So much so that it's causing some problems because the salaries have escalated and some of the budgets are getting out of control. Now, again, I, you know, wh what do I really think? I think because now college players or former college players like myself are interested in some of the compensation because of the fact that people continue to make money off of their likenesses and their images. And we've brought that to the forefront. But that has nothing to do with the budget because we're not in that budget. They're not paying us. Perhaps maybe they will in the future. But let me just say this now. There is enough money out there being made in college athletics to support college programs. There is going to be even more money in the future with the digital assets of which they will create and will be distributed all over the world on demand 24-7, 365 days out of the year so in terms of the budgets are they soaring yes can you rectify and correct it yes there's some athletic directors out there shout out gene smith i think uh, ohio state's been identified as a different kind of animal well let's look at that animal see how they do their business and let's share the model if there's a blueprint out there to get these budgets under control let's do it I just don't think there's no way in the world that we have to be concerned about the budgets of athletic programs. Some of them are self-sustaining. They, they're creating networks now. You got the Big Ten Network. 
other people, Notre Dame's probably had their own TV. Shout out to Dave. Dave Dorson, of course, we're talking about. Double Time with Double D coming up later on in the week. Notre Dame's been self-sustaining for years. So I, 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 it's amazing how a couple days before, and it was I, perhaps maybe old news, but it certainly was a couple days before on the weekend version of USA Today, you know, on the front page, it talks about, you know, four roads to Indy, you know, and it's going to talk about the fact that schools seek budget patch. No need for a budget patch. Just do the right thing. And I'm sorry, but coaches, yeah, you, you deserve to be paid. But uh, do you deserve that much money? Wow. Only if you believe in the fact that there are other people who should be bought into the equation and be fair with everybody. And until that happens, then I want to say no. But those young men that played last night, I mean, they, the coaches coached great games, but didn't those guys play a great game as well? And how is it that these 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 coaches in college basketball, I, I have to see his contract. I, I'm not at that college, that contract of the coach last night was not made public, so I didn't see that. But I, I do recall that when the college coaches win these bowl games and these BCS, you know, games, they get bonuses. Now, the players get watches and coats and PlayStations and, and, and a little bit of, I think, maybe $400 or $500 if you go to a game. They don't get $250,000. They don't get $150,000. Those are some of the kind of bonuses that coaches get when they win national championships or when they win bowl games. And yet and still, you see a national championship last night where the coach coached his butt off. But I, honest to goodness, I watched those guys give their heart and soul and every bit of energy last night. And somebody walked away with a trophy and maybe a plaque. Don't even know if they got a little extra spending money. But I'm sure they didn't get offered a $12 million. Uh, somebody may get a $12 million contract, but they're going to have to go to the NBA. You know, there were a couple of NBA players out there on that court last night. So I, I'm just happy to see that student-athletes are still hitting them books, getting their grades. A two-time academic All-American was on the court last night, but they're hitting the books, getting their grades, and they also are entertaining the world because that, was that, that game last night, CBS got its money's worth. For all those people out there that thought that the teams were not going to be athletic enough, it was a basketball game last night, and CBS should be proud. I, I said prior to that game that, you know, like any game, if for some reason or another by halftime, if it's a blowout, nobody's going to watch the second half. But if it's a competitive game, then people are going to watch it right down to the wire. And right down to the wire. I think at halftime it was a two-point game. And at the end, that's the way it ended up. It's just a hell of a basketball game. So what, what, do that, what does that do to all those small schools out there? I don't even like to call. Shout out to Kenny Jenkins. Ran me over back in the day when he played for Detroit Lions. But a friend of mine, that's what you do. Came out of out of Butler, but uh, Butler is no longer going to be viewed as a small school. You know, not when, not when it comes in the whole, those who may consider going there to play. They almost beat Duke. They was in a national championship game in 2010. Their their program is now on the map. You don't say, but what? No, Butler. They're going to do their things. You know, and not the Butler. The Butler didn't do it. Not that Butler, <laughs> but the Butler basketball team. Almost.
And you know, it's a shame. The program has to continue to win because if they don't continue to win, and they've been winning, but if they don't continue to get a seat at the dance, an invitation to those of you who are picking those brackets and those who gets in and who doesn't get in, okay, continue to let that program in as long as they're producing. Because otherwise, people will forget who Duke beat in the 2010 National Championship game. They'll only remember that they People don't remember the losers. They remember the winners. But I think these guys that played last night, their team deserves another chance and a chance to get back to the dance. You listen to Rail of Sports and the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, having a whole lot of fun. Yeah, I got my young man with me, too, in the studios. I got Corey here with me, my intern from ASU. We'll be back after this break. school to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga Racecourse. he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely disagree her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Voice America Network. 
I'm in Phoenix and living like it matters. And uh, as I was giving my little diversity plug back then, I think I need to go ahead and throw in there a little bit of Chinese, too. Now, I understand there's a young man out there, Ed Wang, uh, you know, perhaps maybe uh, may uh, get a chance to get drafted this year. Uh, I think Wang is from um, Virginia Tech, something like that, um, offensive lineman. Uh, but, you know, listen. Just go ahead and do your thing, Mr. Wayne, and uh, you will become real big worldwide. Everybody know about you. We talk about you here on Voice America Sports. And uh, speaking of that, I was having a conversation with one of my colleagues, you know, a little earlier. We were talking about defensive linemen. We had the name of uh, Albert Hainsworth came up. And listen, I, I, I just find it hard to believe. I, I believe every player should get as much money as he possibly can. But it's all about production, and I don't care. You know, there's ways in which you measure, measure production, and it's your value to, to the team and the impact you make on that team. Now, if you're going to spend $100 million, that's an investment for over a period of time. My man know who I'm talking about. He out there. He be listening. I want you to know since you listening today or tomorrow, I want you to know that Albert Hainsworth is still on the trading block after being in Washington for a year. You don't make it a $100 million investment and then next year decide that you don't, it's, it's not worthy. It was, in my mind, I just, $100 million for a defensive lineman, particularly somebody who, you know, who playing nose tackle in a 3-4 defense, you know, I, I don't, even if you move him, if you move him to defensive end, if, if it ain't, uh, you know, Reggie White or somebody like that, you know, and I, you know, I like the kid up in uh, um, Minnesota. You know, I, of course, I like him, uh, defensive end. And, and he, was he making seventy five, ninety five million? But they gave him ninety five or something like that. Coach Shea could tell me yes. And he's getting uh, paid a lot, <laughs> definitely a lot of money. He's and worth it though. He, he's yeah. definitely worth it. And and then the big fella just, uh, you know, got the biggest contract out there this year too, defensive lineman. You know, Julius Peppers. Julius, Julius making some money, but uh, you know, but still, those type of dollars. Those contracts are normally wide receivers, quarterbacks, not even wide receivers. Those are quarterback and running back kind of contracts. When you start talking $100 million, you know, I'm glad if a defensive lineman can get it, I'm glad. But if you get it, here's my only problem with a, when a player does receive compensation that makes you blink your eyes. If that player doesn't produce, then it really defeats the purpose because the purpose is to show that everybody has earned their worth and their value, and then you go out on the field and you produce. But if you don't go out on the field and produce, and I don't care, you know, what position it is you play, there's production that's associated with each position, and you should make an impact on your team. If you don't do that, then, then I got a problem with you. So i tell you who I do not have a problem with, and I said this on my show last week, and I just felt as if Donovan had been and was being thrown up under the bus. And I didn't see the outrage uh, that I thought I would see prior to Donovan being considered part of any type of trade coming out of Philadelphia. I mean, all you heard were there were people who were trying to find ways as to how to justify it. And it was justifiable. Now, when it happens, you know, everybody's like, wow, did they really do that? Did they really trade Donovan? Come on. I mean. They said everything they needed to say to let you know that they were they were listening to all offers for any and all of their quarterbacks. 
it wouldn't make sense for them if they were not going to start Donovan to keep him on the roster. He wasn't, you know, he might have said he would stay there because Donovan, Donovan's always said the right. He's been politically correct in most of his comments. I mean, Donovan has gone up against everybody. Donovan has taken on the argument of the black quarterback. Uh, Donovan has taken on T.O. Uh, Donovan has taken on management. You know, he got a, an extension to his contract, you know, last year. Uh, Donovan McNabb has taken on the city of Philadelphia. He got booed at the draft. You know, he's, he's, he's done his share in terms of this is a man who got paid. I don't think anybody feels as if he didn't earn his money. But, you know, the way it was done, you know, we have to look at sports as a business. And we can't expect there to be any professional courtesy when it comes to professional sports. The, the ultimate of all time, you know, when I look at it in terms of a professional courtesy, you know, you got to look at Joe Montana. Now, it just so happens that Joe Montana's situation is a little bit different. But Joe Montana is the only that I can think of in the years that I've been here and looking at it, that somebody was sent out of town, a, a Hall of Famer, and somebody else was put in their position. And it was like, wow, didn't Joe at least deserve the right to retire with this team as a Hall of Famer? But there was somebody else, and he's the only one, and as, as I say this, that there was another Hall of Famer sitting behind him in waiting. And that was Steve Young. And, and that was an, an ugly situation. Joe Montana never did look right in the Kansas City Chiefs uniform. You know, Marcus Allen, his exit was something that was different. You know, that was, that, was, that was a very ugly situation. There were other things going on of which, you know, in this circle you hear about. Uh, truth, I don't know. That's why I'm not going to say what they were. But it's obvious that the Joe Montana situation with Steve Young, a Hall of Famer, and, and Steve, which is different than what's happening with Donovan McNabb in Philadelphia, uh, nobody's saying that, that, that Cobb is sitting there waiting to be a Hall of Famer. Cobb, Cobb, you know, whatever, you know, the guy who's going to replace Donovan. I certainly believe that Donovan has, and he does have, Hall of Fame statistics. If he will be a first ballot Hall of Famer, I'm not sure. But I think before it's all said and done, that Donovan McNabb will end up on the steps and in the hallways of Canton, Ohio. And I'll be there to support him because he's if he doesn't play anymore, I think he's deserving. Now, what could possibly happen, he could go to Washington. I think they finished last in the NFC East. Am I right about that, Corey? Yes. Last, oh, gosh. Okay. Now, he's got, Donovan is going to a team of which now he's got to try to resurrect this team. You know, what happens to this team? You know, this is now Donovan McNabb's team. Yes, Shanahan is there, too. And, and Shanahan's not too happy either because I think the last time he was on the NFL team, he was fired. So now you got two people that are possibly Hall of Famers that they weren't, nobody wanted them. Their teams didn't want them anymore. And now they've reunited. And so I think part of the reason why, you know, Shanahan, you know, liked this whole thing about Donovan McNabb is because he saw some of him as a coach and Donovan as a player, you know, feeling the same way. You know, the taste of that castor oil going down wasn't too good. And it was kind of hard for both of them to digest what was about to happen. But I think these two men uh, are going to get together. And I think they're going to, 
I think they're going to make some things happen. One thing I know about Shanahan, you know, that offensive line will block. He's not going to have an offensive line that will not block. He's going to find a running game. It, will, it won't always have to fall upon the shoulders of Donovan McNabb. But, you know, Donovan is going to continue to play in the NFC East. There are people there that are very much aware of Donovan's abilities. There are other teams there. Now, the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants, the Philadelphia Eagles, all of them are very familiar with Donovan. You know, they all know of his abilities. Uh, when he comes in, you know, is there going to be one thing about Donovan? Donovan, even when his arm was, you know, as young, much younger than the 30 something years he is now. Uh, Donovan always was known for throwing a ball or two in the dirt. So he may do that. But Donovan's arm is still as strong as it's ever been. He can go deep. We saw that. I mean, come on. D-Jack knows that he can go. Shout out to D-Jack. Hope to get you here sometime soon on Voice America Sports. Uh, but but certainly, there's there's no doubt about it. D-Jack knows that. that. That man's an all-pro. He's an all-pro because Donovan McNabb was throwing a lot of passes to him. So Donovan can still throw a deep ball as good as anybody out there right now. You give him somebody who can go the distance, uh, there's not too many times where he underthrows the pass either. So Donovan has a touch. He knows how to throw the deep ball. Donovan can get out of the pocket, you know, and he can throw the ball on the run. So there's, there's still a lot of talent that Donovan McNabb will bring to this team in Washington. And, I, you know, it's, it's a thing – when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, and you got Joe Banner there, and then you also got Andy Reid there, and Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, I, I, think, I think there's some problems in the hen house right there. I think Joe Banner and Andy Reid, I, I, I find it hard to believe that Joe Banner and Andy Reid both looked at each other and said, it's time for Donovan to go. I just don't think that. I really don't think that. I, I think perhaps somebody had to convince somebody else. And I'm not sure that it wasn't Joe Banner that convinced Andy Reid. And, and I'm not sure when he convinced him because Andy got his extension, you know, a couple weeks ago. And so it's either one or both. And, of course, Andy wasn't going anywhere. So, I, you know, but Joe Banner, the reason why I think Joe Banner had his hands all in this is because the man is a mastermind when it comes to the salary cap, of which there is no floor or ceiling. But just the draft itself and compensation for for a pick or a player. And again, people say what they want to in terms of, you know, Donovan having to say so. The NFL doesn't do that. Now, I don't know if this is true, but rumor has it that Donovan was in right out here in the valley. Gilbert. Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. Now, that's what rumor has it. You know, so I don't know if Donovan was in conversation with them on Sunday. Donovan might have been some church somewhere. We'll find out. We'll give you the real scoop. We just don't like to you know, put all the fellas' some, business do, out there. Do some digging. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We're going to come back and talk a little bit more about the way they treated Donovan McNabb. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a 9-horse field, but really there are 7 donkeys and 2 zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference most valuable player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back. Here's the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. It's halftime of the show. So uh, I was talking about my man Donovan. And it's just, it's, just a, it's just amazing to me about how things are handled in the NFL. It, 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 it truly is amazing. Uh, I believe, you know, Jason Campbell, you know, I, I, it, it was some weird way of which Jason found out that the trade happened. Uh, I didn't get all that. I, I don't. I don't always like to read what other people say. I get a text from somebody. Somebody called me and and let me know what's going on. So we get the true stories around here. There's just entire two. There's too many athletes on this entire network that we have to get sources. <laughs> we we get a direct source. We get our information directly from the horse's mouth. You know, we talk to each other, and so we we bring you the information here. So we don't we don't want to give it to you. You know, according to some source that we read in the newspaper, what we read online, we will look at some of that stuff. But, you know, believe us, when you hear Voice America Sports, when you hear something of which, you know, a, a player or, or one of the shows, 
at the host on all shows here. Uh, the majority of them are experts in a certain field, but certainly here on the Sports Channel, you're going to hear people that are experts because they played the game, they've been around the game, they coach the game. Shout out to Coach Lovely, Scott Lovely. Uh, he's uh, got the coach's corner in our high school show. I'm going to shout out to this. I'm going to shout out to Dez. Now, I, I can't go too deep in this, but Dez, Dez was missing in action uh, in camp. What, was that was that today, Corey? Did Dez, Dez was missing in action today? Dez was missing the Monday okay. workout. Okay, Dez. It was, so it was yesterday. Cause today, Mondays, yeah. Okay, okay, yes. Dez. We, we, I'm going to let you say what's going on, man. But <laughs> Y'all, hey, listen, y'all need to stop messing with Dez up there. He didn't put in work. 12 years worth. Put in work, man. And and and, and productive. Getting this thing done. You, you can't play football in the National League for 12 years and just be average. He was averaging over 40 catches man. the previous four seasons at tight end. And getting busy, too, out of Wake Forest. Yeah, man. Intelligent man playing football, doing his thing, enjoying life here on Voice America Sports. Sportsmanlike conduct, but I, that was unsportsmanlike, Des. You, <laughs> you, you just disappeared on them, man. But uh, go ahead and handle your business. I know you're going to handle your business. and and But sometimes, you know, Des can't say everything that he would like to say. So he let Scudder say it. You know, and Scudder takes, man, Scudder tell you the way it is. You know, as a matter of fact, Scudder probably say the only reason why, you know, the best tight end besides Des is him. But, you know, Scudder, I don't think Scudder was at practice either. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, so uh, they they got it going on, man. Yeah, so Dez will be on there in a couple of minutes. So let me, let me let me get back to Donovan because, as I was saying, Donovan, I just want to tip my hat as one of those people who, who wore that, that green Eagle jersey. You know, you did your work. You put it in. You put your time in. You know, and Jeffrey Lurie already talking about he's looking forward to, re, you know, retiring your jersey, I guess, sometime as – as a Philadelphia Eagle, you got every record possible that I believe a quarterback can have. I believe you have just about every one of them, you know. So there is no doubt, okay, Steve Van Buren, yes, yeah, Steve is old school, and Steve has gone down as one of the greatest Eagles. Chuck Bitton Eric, old school, going down as one of the greatest Eagles. Uh, but in my mind, you know, the greatest quarterback to play for the Philadelphia Eagles right now has to be Donovan McNabb. And uh, and he's still playing ball, and only for the Washington Redskins. So, I might have to become a Washington Redskins fan. You know, it, it's it's interesting that people, when players come and go, the the real loyal fan remains loyal to the team. They don't necessarily, you know, go with the player. You know, and I I'm not sure I'm always like that. You know, if if I like a player, I'm going to be rooting for that team. Now, I believe Andy Reid did say that he's going to be rooting for Donovan McNabb. And all but two games this year, and that's when he's playing against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, what that says to me is that Andy Reid may not have thought that out because there's a chance you could be playing against him in three games. And certainly Donovan would like for that to happen because that means that the third time would be in the playoffs, which means he would be there and hopefully you would be there. And it would either be – it could possibly be a wild card game or it could be, you know, the championship game. But uh, certainly, you know, there's a possible three games here. So, Andy, you might want to think that out a little bit more. But um, I guess that's all you want to face, Donovan, is two times a year. Uh, I, I really, if I thought about it, man, I, I just, I, for the life of me, Andy, as the head coach, and that's why I said I think, I think there had to be some dispute between Andy Reid 
and my other man just sitting there just looking at each other, Joe Banner. And it's like, Joe, are you crazy? Do you really think I want to play against Donovan McNabb twice in one season? Are you serious? Are you really asking me to do this? You asking me to be a part of this? You know, I, I mean, I can't believe Andy would just look at him and the two of them had to have that conversation. And, unless Andy just thinks there's no way possible in the world Donovan McNabb could beat my team. Because the fact of the matter is, in that division, one or two games will make the division the difference in who wins that division, who's who loses it, mm-hmm. or who's a wild card. And if a Donovan McNabb could possibly be the reason why, and I could influence it such that I could say, well, I'm, I'm going to make sure that never happens. But I sit there and I just said, okay, go ahead, do it. He's not that good. He's not a six-time Pro Bowler. He's not you know, starting quarterback in five NFC championship. He's not a starting quarterback in a Super Bowl that we almost won. You know, he's not the quarterback that, you know, two years ago in the NFC championship game actually gave us the ball with the lead in less than maybe, you know, four minutes or five minutes in the game. And my defense couldn't stop, you know, the Arizona Cardinals. So the Arizona Cardinals went down and scored on us. And, of course, they went to the Super Bowl to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it could have been an all-Pennsylvania Super Bowl. He's not the guy that did that. Wow. He is the guy that did that. <laughs> I, I was just waiting for somebody to just he wake me up. He was the guy that and, did yeah. that. He was definitely the guy. He's been doing it since 1999. Every, well, year, every year he's actually got better. Well, there's one thing that Donovan said that I do not agree on, and Donovan said that it almost feels like being drafted again. Donovan, there's nothing in the world. You will never experience anything like that in your life again That on your draft day. I, got, I think you just were caught up in the moment. Because when you got drafted, Donovan, they booed you. I mean, there's some of them, you know, sometimes when people have to go back when you don't know who did what and you go back and you look at the camera and you say, hold it, look right there. Okay. One of the most well-known faces when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles in terms of, you know, fan support was a guy that, you know, always had these shoulder pads on and all this. I mean, and he was one of the loudest people in the crowd that was booing Donovan McNabb on draft day. I mean, they booed him as bad. Probably the most embarrassing scene since the draft has been as big as it is was when they drafted Donovan McNabb. Now, Donovan has already made them eat their words when it came to that because, I mean, and I like Ricky. I like, I like Ricky a lot. I, down there in Miami, I'm, I like Ricky Williams. But the production of those two and their body of work over the period of time, Donovan is light years ahead of him. But they're both very active and, and both a big part of their teams even today but I will say this Donovan flipped the script on those people and those same people that were booing him end up seeking him out for autographs and pictures and paying ticket paying the price of a ticket to come see him play now those people are the same people who tried to run him out of town they were part of it they supported it they're the fans they're the people that he went out there every day and put his life on the line to try to make them happy and they wanted him just like they booed him. Now they ran him out of town. And now they're going to give him the chance again to prove them wrong. And it, it, it's going to happen. It, it's going to happen. Shout out to Michael Crawford. I want to see you in a key. Yeah, Michael Crawford. That's right, Michael Crawford. Michael Crawford. I got, I got a, a little contact there from my man, D-Man. Yeah, Dimitri told me to call Michael Crawford. I want to see you in a Kia. Michael's doing some things out there in uh, internet radio and, and he's doing some things on TV, period. 
Michael used to own uh, a lot of Kia dealerships here in the area. And, uh, you know, very spiritual man. He's doing some different things now. I'm going to get Michael call in, talk on the show, talk a little bit about Donovan. He might want to get Donovan out here in Arizona. Maybe when Donovan's here, maybe Donovan will go over and get one of those little kids for his kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because they'll be driving, uh, driving up and down on the highway in one of those kids. But uh, let me move on a little bit. Okay, I, I had to let my man Donovan go. I had to, you know. I, I just wanted to go on and on and on and on we about the way we, Donovan. We got a passionate I, Eagles fan here. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm 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 really gonna let that go, and I'm gonna move on, you know, to um, to another topic I want to talk about. And of course, uh, I, I, the show that I, my show wasn't on the other day, so I couldn't talk about it. But you know, I couldn't help but as I saw the uh, the Celtics and and the Cavaliers and and LeBron James, you know. Again, at the end of the game, a chance to win the game, take a jumper, didn't get it. But, I mean, there was a little woofing going on between the Celtics and the Cavaliers. And, and I'm thinking, wow, man, these are basketball players, and, and, and they're they, they talking some serious trash. And, you know, the number one trash talker in the league is Kobe Bryant, and, and Kobe wasn't a part of that. You know, but, but LeBron, I think, I think the Cavaliers got like six technicals and all that. I'm just starting to think. I'm getting ahead of myself here now. But I think there's a lot of pressures getting put on LeBron, and it's time for him to deliver. And I'm just wondering, as he's going down this stretch, if he's starting to look through that glass and see that, you know what, there could, <laughs> there could be some disappointment going on again. And I'm just hoping that, you know, it, it, they, they talk about April. You know, April gets you ready for May. May gets you ready for June. But listen, man, if you ain't winning, you know, April is like November in football. You got to be with the, the going down the stretch. You got to win in basketball. If you don't win an NBA basketball in April, man, you ain't going to be there in the end. And I, I'm just wondering if LeBron is feeling some of that pressure. And I, I hope he's not. That's my homeboy. You know, I, I, I hope he steps up to it. And he's, you know, he's got the big fella back with him, too. Shaq is going to be coming back pretty soon if he ain't already back. So, LeBron, you got to get ready because this is it, man, because you can't go to New York, bro. We ain't going to do that. You ain't going to New York. You stand in Ohio. You're an original Ohio player. You got to stay with us. Listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And we'll be right back after this break. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds back. Bart. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports okay we're back uh, this is the last segment this is the fourth quarter this is the fourth quarter it's in the rail of sports on the voice america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters and uh as I said uh, before I left on that break, uh, shout out to LeBron. And LeBron might be starting to feel the heat, and it's time to turn it up a little bit. But uh, there's some other teams in the NBA, and what they do, everybody, you know, not everybody, but those who are going to be successful will peak at the right time. But sometimes the pressure just starts to overboil. And uh, there's some things going on in L.A. too. I, I heard something um, you know, where people were talking about uh, something happening between, you know, Jackson and uh, Phil and Kobe and, and books and all that type of stuff. And, you know, what's revealed in books and and just the, the afterburn of, man, how could that person, you know, do that to me and reveal these type of things or talk about the things in books. There's always a lot of stuff going on, and you, and you you know it, it's uh, you have to have the ability that to put it on the back burner, to go out on one accord and do what's best for the team to win, and people can't always do that. But there are various personalities on teams, and that person at the helm has to be able to manage and and stroke those egos. And and the last thing that that person has to do is that person he's got a big ego himself. His ego can never be the problem. It can't be the elephant in the room. So Phil Jackson, Kobe Bryant, you know, I, I want to I see that because what I want to see is I want you to put whatever problems there are behind because if the torch and when the torch is ever passed to LeBron James, as, as good of a basketball player as LeBron James is now, if basketball and all sports are judged upon, you know, championships, then LeBron is going to have a major, major problem. 
because although LeBron is still somewhat of a young man, he is starting to age. And and do do you see LeBron where he is now on this Cavaliers team? I don't see this Cavaliers team that he's on now winning five NBA championships. You're not going to win five in a row. I don't see them winning three in a row. I don't see them winning two in a row. I think I think they're going to struggle if they're going to win one. So LeBron, his his future, you know, is it going to be in Cleveland? Is that is that matchup ever going to happen? That NBA championship of which we've all been waiting for. It happens in football. It happens in in baseball. You know, it it happens in every other sport. You want to see the greatest of that generation to play against each other. Is LeBron and Kobe going to get a chance to go at each other for one time, two time rematch in championship games? I'm not talking regular season games. I just don't see it happening. Kobe's having problems with Phil. LeBron's having problems just getting a team together that he can maintain and stay intact so they can create some chemistry so they can create and go for and go on a run. So, Corey, I tell you what, man, I, I, don't, I don't see it happening over there. But, Corey, I think you, uh, we're going to change the subject. We're going to talk about, not Tiger Woods, but we're going to talk about a little bit of golf. <laughs> Let's talk <laughs> we, about golf. Let's talk yeah, about what's that? You got, we got a shout out or something going on. What's happening? Somebody involved in some tournaments around here, and I know Kwame's jumped in, and, and we're trying to help everybody out the best we can. And uh, there was a young lady we spoke to, so tell us a little bit about what we're yeah, talking about. Well, definitely. Um, we have a golf tournament coming up June 4th. Everybody write that down. June, June 4th. 4th okay. On One Accord Foundation. There's going to be 18 NFL players, retired and live players today. Great time to relax. Wine country up in Napa Valley. Miss Stellis, you ever been in Napa Valley? Uh, I don't want to say because, uh, you know, Napa Valley, you know, you go there, you can do a lot of things in Napa Valley. And one thing you can do is you can consume. So, yes, I was there back in the okay. day. Okay. Well, then he, he's, <laughs> he's planning on being out there. That's our plan to get up, get him and his wife out there. And you can actually go online, buy tickets. And actually, if you go online right now, uh, going on on One Accord Foundation within the next 30 minutes, you actually be able to get a discount on your tickets. So, so what is that? So we got O-N-O-N-E-A-C-C-O-R-D. Foundation. 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 So, oh, so that's dot .org. org. So that's dot dot org. org. Okay. At dot .org. Okay. So yep. give, give them that again, that email it's address again. On one accord, it's O-N-O-N-E-A-C-C-O-R-D, foundation, F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N, dot .org. And it's going to be a great time. Everybody come out. I'm actually going to be there, so you should come out just because I'm going to be there, additional to the NFL players. Wow. You know, maybe playing a little golf. So we'll see. Maybe Mr. Ellis just talked to me a little bit earlier about, you know, getting back out there. So, you know. Well, I'll you tell you what, Corey. I, you know, I, I don't want to get out there and, you know, mess your game up, man. Uh, you know, it's it's like, yeah, I don't yeah. want to be, you know, I, I know you got that Tiger Woods game going <laughs> on, you know. And not, not Tiger Hoods, but Tiger, Tiger Woods, Hood. <laughs> you know. And you got that game going. But who's this, this, this one Accord Foundation? Uh, who is it supporting? It's definitely, uh, is actually the director is Miss Horton. And it supports, um, it w pretty much what it supports is... I guess in a nutshell, if I have to put it in a nutshell, just starving children all over the over the nation, over the world. Okay. People, um, children that actually need a helping hand. This on one accord is it started to help children that are in need. Well, that's always in, important. In that's one people. That's one thing that people want to know is if you're going to go out and you're going to take the time out to support um, a nonprofit entity, you want you want to know who it is and and what it is the purpose is for. So that's uh, on one accord. Foundation. Foundation.org. And go out and uh, if you go to that us. website, yeah. I, I guess they're going to give a couple tickets away. 
And if not, you, know, you can contact uh, me here at Voice America. I definitely have some more information on it. Um, and you can also get a lot of info, info on the website. So, you know, do it. It's, it's for the children. Okay. So. And you can also, if you got a question, you can send me an email at ray.ellis at voiceamerica.com. Again, ray.ellis at voiceamerica.com. Okay. We talked about golf. I mean, Tiger Woods, man. Corey, now, now listen, you said that you started playing golf years ago. Because your grandfather took you out. Yes. Many generations before you, not many generations, you know, I'm just playing a little bit. But let's say a few decades before you, you know, my grandfather introduced me to the game of golf too. Although uh, I really have to say he introduced me to it by watching it on TV on Sunday. He mm-hmm. went to play. He didn't take me, but he always watched it. So I said, wow, granddaddy like golf. One day I want to grow up and I want to play golf. So mm-hmm. I was actually got a chance to to go out on the golf course and I was introduced to the game of golf by the fir- one of the first families of golf and that family of course was a family in Canton Ohio and they actually owned the first black owned golf course in Canton Ohio and that was uh, Renee Powell and Mr. Powell introduced me to the game of golf in Canton Ohio and uh, God rest his soul Mr. Powell passed away uh, I think it was last year, a year before, but uh, Renee Powell is, is still in Kenton, Ohio, running that golf tournament. But uh, they introduced me to the game of golf. Uh, my uncle took me out there, introduced me to to the, they weren't the first family of golf uh, at that time, but they won the first family of golf, I think about maybe about, mm, maybe about five years ago. Um, but I was introduced to the game and I'm decent. I'm not going, you know, I, I don't even have a handicap. Uh, that's how bad I am. But at the same time, I can compete. I can go out. You know, I get a birdie or two out there. Uh, oh, really? You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. I ain't going to be, over, gonna be over the entire. I don't know. I got a little strong little back on me, so I kind of get out there and swing it, you know. Well, you know, I, you know, one thing about the game of golf, you don't necessarily have to be the best athlete. Exactly. To play golf. Yeah, that little finesse, though. You, you have to have a little bit of finesse. Okay. You know, you'd have to have, you, you know, you got to be able to. It ain't just about swinging that golf club as hard as you can. You let the golf club work. It'll work its, it'll work its way out. Okay. You he talks then, a big and, game. And, and, then we'll on, and, and then on them greens, you got to be. Now, I'm going to tell you this. For the life of me, Tiger, Tiger, give us a call, man. Tiger Please. Woods, let me know. How do you read a green? I don't care what anybody says. The flow, yeah, if it's, if it's a slope, it's going to go down. But you can't tell me it's going to go down and just before it gets the hole, it's going to break to the right, break to the left. Man, I just. I, you just had to have that feel. <laughs> you Man, just have to have it in you. It's either yeah. in you or it's not. <laughs> See, that feels what get them golfers in trouble. In we don't. Trouble, really, hey, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, listen. I appreciate everybody listening to the show today. We had a lot of fun. Uh, you've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.